Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Warden FinTech Podcast. I'm your host, Nihar Boba. Our guest today is Khalid Maneri, co-founder and CEO of Selfbook, a fintech startup bringing modern payments innovation to the world of hospitality. Prior to Selfbook, Khalid built and ran a digital agency, Six, where he and his team combined data architecture, e-commerce infrastructure, and digital design expertise to serve clients such as Net-A-Porter, Unilever, and Hearst. Today, Selfbook partners with hospitality groups such as Dorchester Collection, Edgar Collection, and Auberge Resorts Collection. It also includes investors such as Amex Ventures, Tiger Global, Starwoods, Barry Sternlich, and Better Tomorrow Ventures. In today's episode, we talk about Khalid's journey from a childhood in Algeria to building companies in New York, his love for travel, his vision for Selfbook, and a whole lot more. Hey, Khalid, welcome to the Warden FinTech Podcast. Where are you calling in from today? Thank you for having me. I love this podcast. I'm calling from Los Angeles today. Great. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. Um, for our listeners, especially for those who may not be familiar with Selfbook, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what the company does? Yeah, absolutely. Selfbook is transforming the hotel industry. We are streamlining direct bookings and payments, essentially helping hotels drive more revenue and providing guests with a modern, secure checkout experience that includes digital wallets. You know, frictionless payments were bound to make their way into the travel sector. And Selfbook has been at the forefront of this evolution. In less than two years or so since we launched our platform, we've become a vital part of hotel workflows, particularly with payment automation tools. Simultaneously, we have significantly improved the guest experience by making it more efficient and enjoyable. We've also had the good fortune to receive investments from reputable early stage funds like Valia Ventures, Abstract, 10110, and Better Tomorrow Ventures. As we continue to grow, we also attracted support from industry heavyweights, such as Tiger Global, Starwood, and American Express. Thank you for that. Now, one question that one, one would have, like myself, is what differentiates Selfbook from a Booking.com or an Expedia? Is that not also a checkout experience? It definitely is. Online travel agencies or OTAs, such as Expedia and Booking.com, have long been significant players in driving traffic to hotels, serving as the top of the funnel. But they come with a cost charging commissions on booking, sometimes as high as 25%. So Selfbook steps in to address this issue by empowering hotels to drive direct bookings through their own websites and allowing them to take control of their booking process, which would use reliance on OTAs. Our primary focus is on the bottom of the funnel, where we aim to increase conversion rates for direct bookings and help hotels increase profits by saving on those commissions. Also, by streamlining the booking and payment process and essentially offering a frictionless, user-friendly experience, Selfbook helps hotels retain customers who might otherwise be swayed by the convenience offered by uh, these major OTAs, who frankly have invested billions of dollars in advertising and technology to attract customers. Small hotels don't really have that type of budget. And so, for example, Booking.com invested in creating an entire fintech department. 
And again, despite their efforts, hotels still strive to create direct revenue and improve their own booking systems. That's where Selfbook comes in. With a lightweight integration, we allow hotels using systems like Sabre or Opera to accept digital wallets, such as Apple Pay, Google Pay, and Buy Now Pay Later. This was previously only possible for hotels using cloud-native platforms like Muse. In addition to enabling digital wallet acceptance, we also embed other payment and fintech services that have become prevalent in various industries, but were previously lacking in the travel sector. This empowers hotels to level the playing field against OTAs and offer a seamless and modern booking experience for their guests. Understood. So are the natural next steps for a self-book to just go further up in the funnel and start to affect discovery for hotels and to also go and serve uh, some of the internal workflows and internal tooling for hotels? We are obsessed with enhancing the guest journey post-discovery by prioritizing two things, neutrality and privacy. This approach has really allowed us to collaborate with a lot of respected platforms, and some have been serving the industry for years. So instead of competing, our goal is to offer the most comprehensive guest-first experience, optimizing the last mile and providing hotels with the best-in-class payment orchestration and automation. And quite honestly, this also saves hotels a lot of time and money by reducing the labor-intensive tasks. You know, you've heard me say this time and again, Nihar. Our vision for the guest is a completely frictionless experience. Our journey when we decide to go to a hotel is we book, we pay, and then we stay. Currently, we've addressed the booking and payment aspects. And as we work towards improving the stay element, our focus becomes more on redefining the arrival experience. So simply put, Selfbook is not a discovery product. Rather, it targets the bottom of the funnel and extends to the moment a guest arrives at a, a hotel. You know, hotel stays may be ephemeral, but the memories created during those stays can last a lifetime. The initial arrival experience, with its unique uh, sights, sounds, and scents, leaves a lasting impression on guests. And fortunately, and we've all been here, this experience is often spoiled by a transaction-heavy welcome process. Guests are typically asked for their credit cards and IDs, and even though the hotel already has that information. So our aim is to eliminate this friction by offering products that shift away from such cumbersome interactions. And on the privacy front, which we take really, really seriously, we ensure that guest data remains safe, secure, and compliant, and especially compliant with local privacy laws and regulations. For instance, our latest product, Station, which is PCI compliant, we never share credit card data with hotels. And for registered guests, we can potentially personalize their checkout flow by learning from their booking behavior and purchase pattern. So ultimately, this enables hotels to provide personalized offers and a superior and honestly 
more hospitable experience for their guests and free from all of the unnecessary friction. Got it. Well, I do have a few follow-up questions on, on some of the things that might be coming up in the roadmap. But before I do that, I really want you to take it all the way back to the beginning for us. You know, about the early days of Khalid and the experiences that really led you to founding Selfbook in the first place. I'll have to take you all the way to Algeria, where I was uh, born and raised. And my uh, <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit took uh, root. I think I was 12 when I started renting out my bike to neighborhood kids. At 15, I dropped out of high school and built a boat with my late father. At 17, I had opened my own business. And a year later, at 18, I joined the Naval Academy. Then, almost miraculously, I found myself moving to New York City, a place where I knew no one. And, you know, that was just another exciting chapter in my journey. As you can imagine, Nihar, growing up along the beautiful Mediterranean coast, I always dreamt of exploring a world of endless possibilities. And so, like many immigrant stories, I arrived in New York with only $40 in my pocket and spent my first few nights on the streets, barely speaking English. Although I was so captivated by the city's energy and potential. One of my first memories of New York was walking along Fifth Avenue and discovering the iconic cube, the glass cube of the Apple Store with a stunning spiral glass staircase. This store, you know, it was so beautiful. It became my refuge. They remained open 24 hours and allowed me to use their Macs. I was very inspired by the sleek design and technology. So I taught myself Photoshop and ActionScript and started designing and coding. During the day, I took random jobs in restaurants and hotels. And at night, I honed my design and coding skills. My obvious lack of experience in creating complex illustrations led me to develop this minimalist design aesthetic. You know, away from what was back then a skeuomorphic heavy design. The launch of the iPhone in 2007 was a turning point for me. And I knew right away that I wanted to design and build apps with, you know, no formal education, paperwork or track record. For me, the iPhone really presented this opportunity to break into a nascent industry. So I began creating mobile apps exclusively, and soon I found myself working with prominent global brands like Unilever, Hearst, and Netaporte, focusing on mobile-first checkout flows. And so Apple featured many of my apps, and I became one of the first developers to embed Apple Pay in shopping apps. Uh, long story short, after becoming a U.S. citizen in 2015, I spent about a year or so traveling uh, and uh, staying in countless hotels. This experience revealed the clunky booking process that hotels had in place, and I was determined to fix it. So 
my uh, co-founder now is another fellow Algerian and app developer at the time, Ilyas. We together co-founded Six Travel. It was a hotel booking app that quickly gained recognition and uh, including, you know, being named Apple's app of the day. However, the, the consumer product nature of Six Travel meant competing against major OTAs and required substantial funding. And soon after its official launch, the pandemic hit. And we immediately realized the need to pivot. While working on, on the app, we discovered a massive gap in the payment process for hotels that relied on outdated systems. And that was the revelation that led us to create Selfbook. And so Selfbook was born in September 2020, during the height of the pandemic lockdown at the Sunset Tower, where I was living at the time. And so we launched Selfbook just six months later, and the rest, as they say, is, is history. So from my humble beginnings in Algeria to the vibrant streets of New York City, my entrepreneurial journey has been a testament to the power of, I would say, perseverance. And uh, perhaps I would add relentless pursuit of opportunities. Love that. And you know, thank you for, for going into the entire background for both yourself and Selfbook. That's, that's an incredible story. I do have a couple of questions just to follow up on now. You know, since you signed the first hotel to where you are now, and when you look at Selfbook's traction so far, what have been some of the more painful and some of the hard days that Selfbook and you and the team have had to, have had to deal with? Of course, travel has rebounded, but you know, growing the companies, it, it cannot be easy. So I'm curious to know a little bit more about those stories as well. Yeah, we faced two main sets of challenges. First, my co-founder and I were product builders and consultants with an agency business model. And transitioning to a venture-backed, scalable business was a learning experience. We knew that we didn't want to remain consultants, but rather build and grow our own products. We were unfortunate to meet people like Sheila and Jake from BTV or Greg Stoffman and Khaled Jalambo, who introduced us to investors. And Tony King from King New Partners, who really connected us with our first client, even though we didn't have a name or product yet. Our first product version wasn't perfect, but it was still better than anything available at the time. So we had to find true believers who would be patient with us as we developed the product. The second challenge was the travel industry itself. It was recovering from a recession and had a, if it ain't broken, why fix it mentality. People were really comfortable with mediocrity and we knew they could do better. Travel was one of the only industries where payments were still cumbersome and convoluted. You know, we couldn't use digital wallets, split payments, or pay for a room online securely. So challenging those behaviors and features was really difficult. On top of that, we faced hurdles in hiring as we didn't have a name, network, or money uh, before raising our Series A. We had to find people who truly believed in us and our vision. Our early employees like Matty, Olympia, Ariel, or Gautier and Aaron had strong conviction and they 
really stuck with us. They're still with us today. So convincing people to work for us without long runway or, or, or name was also challenging. And despite all these challenges, we never really gave up on our mission, vision, or dream. We believed in creating something remarkably better for guests and hotels, and we were determined to continue on this journey. On that last point, you also mentioned it towards the beginning of this conversation around really focusing on the guest experience. What does it mean for, for a guest to have an incredible check-in experience or an incredible experience when entering a hotel? Like Operationally, how do you achieve that? The hotel industry has been missing a truly frictionless and invisible user experience. The multitude of friction points throughout the booking and arrival process can be really frustrating. As you book and pay, you expect your journey to be smooth, but then you're asked to pay again upon arrival, forcing you to pull out your credit card and go through the motions once again. For hotels, the manual nature of some operations add a lot of complexities. When you book a hotel and pay in advance, some hotels still rely on what we call night auditors who manually process credit cards, potentially compromising security. True hospitality is an art, a delicate balance of sensitivity and attentiveness that creates a sense of intimacy and connection. When done wrong, what should be an inviting environment can quickly become a place filled with tension. Hotels must be really mindful of how they interact with their guests and protect their privacy and their data, as even you know, small missteps can significantly impact their experience. I'd like to share a deeply personal story to show just how vital it is to prioritize a seamless guest experience. After not seeing my mom for several years, we planned a much needed reunion in Morocco, which is to say at La Mamounia, a stunning hotel in Marrakesh, which I highly, highly recommend. And as we met in the lobby, emotions ran high with tears as you know we were hugging. The hotel staff greeted us with traditional milk and delicious dates. But in the middle of you know all of this beautiful emotional reunion, the front desk manager came to us with a folder, completely interrupting us, asking for my credit card. That special moment was suddenly shattered by what felt like an intrusion. I had already paid in advance and they had all my information on file, yet they still found it necessary to disrupt this uh, precious moment. So to me, this experience demonstrates the significance of nurturing a truly seamless and unobtrusive guest experience. Love that. Love that story. I think the last question about self-book before I direct the conversation towards you. Uh, we kind of touched upon this earlier. To the extent that you're able to, would love to know a little bit more about what kinds of products self-book has up its sleeve and, and how you're thinking about the next 18, 24, 36 months for the company? Our journey began with Selfbook Direct, a checkout layer that seamlessly integrates with a hotel's website to provide a smooth booking experience. 
and it works in tandem with the existing central reservations or property management systems. For instance, when you visit a hotel website like the Beverly Hills Hotel and click the book button, a layer appears allowing you to book and pay or upgrade, but without being redirected to a template. This product has significantly improved the user experience. Following that, we introduced Express, a product designed to complement existing booking engines. We collaborate with developers and provide them with a set of APIs to grant them access to our booking and payment orchestration rails. This enables them to offer improved services such as digital wallets. Our third product, Station, completely automates every aspect of the booking and payment process for hotels. It eliminates the need for manual processing, which, as we all know, is cumbersome and time-consuming. Station also includes secure payment links and embedded fintech services such as flexible cancellations and instant payments. But our true excitement lies in the untapped potential of data. We envision a world where the checkout experience or the booking flow is entirely individualized and tailored to each guest's unique preferences. We'll consider factors like booking behaviors, purchase patterns, or even their stay styles to better cater to their needs. Our ultimate goal is to use data-driven insights and create a more intimate and satisfying experience. Super exciting. I want to take the conversation to you now, Khalid. Tell me this, you know, as a founder, you often tend to find validation, excitement, and sometimes even self-worth in the work you do. And running a company, building your own company can be all-consuming. So separating you from the company, what makes you happy and and who are you outside of self-book? Being a founder is a unique adventure, you know? It's like from just you and your thoughts to an entire world cheering you on. What keeps me going is our company's culture of empathy, compassion, and selflessness. And at Selfbook, we always say, but first yourself. So I try my best to live by that example. I absolutely love traveling. I mean, who doesn't, right? Exploring new hotels and cities and local cultures makes me feel alive and present in the moment. And as someone who, you know, finds a sense of belonging everywhere I go, I've become comfortable with this sense of being the constant guest. And uh, you know this, Nihar, I lived in hotels for three years and that, that was exhilarating, to be honest. Another element that I care a lot about is wellness, uh, super important to me. I am an early bird. I try to stick to a regular workout routine, eat healthy, stay connected, meet friends, and take long walks. What makes me incredibly happy is meeting new people and lending a helping hand. One of the most rewarding aspects of my journey is paying it forward. I am incredibly grateful for the opportunities I've had and for where I am today. So whether it's sponsoring people from a challenging background to come and work with us or uh, setting up charitable initiatives, I want to give back as much as I can. And that brings me so much joy. 
That's certainly commendable. And I think that leans well into my next question. In the past couple of years that you've spent building the company, as you reflect back, what would you ideally want to change about the early stage tech ecosystem? My co-founder, Ilyas, and I were fortunate enough to meet a few individuals who genuinely believed in us. Despite not attending an Ivy League school or having an extensive network, essentially, you know, being outsiders to Silicon Valley, the support we received was crucial to our success. So I urge people to be more open and generous in assisting those who may not have impressive resumes or backgrounds. This doesn't mean offering pity, but being accessible and supportive to those who may not have the same resources or connections. It's essential to recognize that there are a lot of talented founders and ideas out there that may not come with the usual pedigree. And now as an investor, I do understand the excitement that comes from investing in founders with impressive backgrounds. But it's also important not to overlook those who don't have the same credentials. So whether it's investing, advising, or connecting people, we can help them succeed or at least learn from their experiences. And in turn, we can also learn and grow from their journeys. To create a more inclusive and supportive early stage tech ecosystem, we must prioritize diversity and inclusion to create a collaborative environment. And by doing so, we can help bring more ideas to life and create opportunities for the underrepresented founders to, to thrive. So let's not take them for granted. And for a variety of different reasons, the early stage tech ecosystem has gotten flack over the past couple of years and continues to, to receive flack today for a variety of reasons. But I want to ask you, what do you think it doesn't get enough credit for? Frankly, the paradox or irony is in the fact that the tech ecosystem often doesn't get enough credit for the discovery of people like Ilias and me, who, you know, come from completely unconventional backgrounds. There are a lot of untapped opportunities out there. And the ecosystem has excelled in three key aspects. One is identifying talent, two, sourcing and validating business ideas, and finally, assisting founders in executing and creating great products. When we first started, we weren't certain about our business model, to be honest, or our pricing structure. It was through a lot of efforts of the early investors, particularly our seed investors, that we were able to refine our approach. Often, you know, I call them champions or early champions. They are more involved than larger firms that come in later. Yet, they don't often receive the recognition they deserve. And to add to that, for me, the unsung heroes of the early stage tech ecosystem are the angel investors who make invaluable connections for the founders. For example, our VP of sales, Aaron Cerrado, was introduced to me by Alex Pattis, an early angel investor in Southbrook. Aaron ended up quitting Expedia and joining us and has been with the company since the early days and brought in a lot of incredible key accounts. 
So this is just one example of the impact in the, that angel investors can have on startups. And uh, for our fintech nerds out there, I want to push you on this. What are what are some fintech hot takes that you have? I believe that embedded payments are a crucial part of the expansive fintech landscape, which covers areas from you know loan facilitation to fraud prevention. Fintech is indeed everywhere. The trend of integrating embedded payments into everyday solutions is expected to you know stay and and continue complemented by advancements in identity verification, data management, and so on. The key is to assemble the right tools and utilize existing payment facilitators like Stripe. By doing so, any business can eliminate friction, streamline payment flows, and optimize operational costs, right? These embedded payment systems don't have to involve complex integrations. As payment links, for instance, they can be easily incorporated into various transaction types, you know, from either peer-to-peer, business-to-business, or consumer-to-business. Another example is fraud prevention, which can be incorporated into these embedded payment systems. For example, at Salesforce, we've implemented a product we call PayNow, which essentially guarantees hotels against chargebacks and fraud and and any other related risks. And most importantly, it relieves them from the burden of handling payment processing altogether. Another area which I think is interesting and where fintech can make a difference is in addressing cancellation risks in industries like travel, right? By Taking a fintech approach to cancellations and productizing it, businesses can embed this solution without having to act as an insurance company themselves. And so I think the opportunities for fintech and embedded payments are here to stay, and we will see more applications of it as we continue to to evolve. And one final question from us, and I know you've hinted at this a little bit, on a couple of occasions through this conversation, uh, what advice would you have for aspiring founders? Through my own challenging experiences, I've discovered that there are three essential qualities that can truly set you apart. Perseverance, precision, and patience. Perseverance means being relentless in pursuing your idea and focusing on quality. It's so easy to settle for mediocrity. But as a disrupting founder, you should aim to deliver world-class products from, from the beginning. Precision, on the other hand, involves being meticulous with both your team and your time. Now, let's talk about patience. That's, you know, the real game changer. It took me quite some time to learn this lesson. When I was 17 and started my first business, I received an interesting and invaluable, I would say, advice from a successful businessman in town where, where I grew up. He shared a profound saying in Arabic, which translates to, over time, you can break through marble in English. He explained that if he gave me a nail, 
a hammer and a piece of marble and asked me to make a hole in it, in the marble, I'd probably shatter it. And so the key is to choose a spot and then with patience and precision, keep chipping away until you break through the marble without shattering it. This, call it nugget of wisdom, applies not only to startups and product building, but also to life itself. My advice to aspiring founders is to embrace these qualities, especially in the environment we're in today. Well, Khalid, this has been great. And I want to thank you for spending the time with us today to come on our podcast. Thank you, Nihar. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wharton FinTech Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and give us a follow on social media. We appreciate the support and hope that you'll continue to spread the word to more listeners. If you'd like to keep up with all the content from our FinTech community, please subscribe to our podcast channel and find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Medium at Wharton FinTech, where you'll be able to find articles, interviews, and much more analyzing all aspects of the FinTech industry. As always, thank you to our editor, Rafael Austria. And until next time, this is your host, Nihar Boba.